Welcome to the Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Priority Now is hosted by Carmen Halsey of the Illinois Baptist State Association. Hi, ladies. This is Carmen, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. This week, we've brought Kathy Litton back. Kathy, this week, I want to really talk about this topic of suffering, something you said earlier um, you, you referenced God's design for your life. God had a design for your life. So as he moved you and shifted, there, there, was a, there was a design. There is something that's both challenging and comforting in that um, because it's easy, it's easy to accept God has a design when it's maybe a peak in your life. Something really good is happening. <laughs> it's really hard sometimes, even though you know it's one of those faith areas, but it's really hard sometimes to, to embrace that when it's a difficult season of life, but, but God, God is not surprised by that. Encourage our women a little bit in that area, Kathy. Yeah. Well, the design of my life includes a terrible accident on the roadside in, in July 25th, 2002, when I lost my first husband, Rick and Carmen, I would be less than honest than to tell everybody that I struggled to receive that, uh, in a, in a very, uh, receive that as coming from the hand of God in the beginning. It, it's very hard. It was very painful. It was very devastating. It altered my life. It just, my entire life blew up that day. Mm-hmm. But over time, by the work of the Spirit and God reminding me that he had never lost control of my life for one minute, I had never stepped away from his love. And I also had never stepped away from his purpose because I thought my purpose would have been to live with Rick Ferguson until year 60. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we would be having our 47th wedding anniversary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, but we didn't get that far. Mm-hmm. But God has showed me in time and in a time of healing, Carmen, that indeed this would be my plan, my, the plan for my life, as well as the plan for Rick Ferguson's life, that that would be his day that he would go to heaven. But mm-hmm. in that, and part of my healing came about was God embracing me. I mean, God giving me the strength and the faith and the courage to embrace this as his purpose. Mm-hmm. And then understand that my experience with pain changed me deeply. It really, I'm a different person than I was in 2002. And that even those changes in who I am, I became a different kind of person to share Christ, the story of Christ in my life, of how that even in this deep loss, I would see how his love and his hope were given to me in that time. And it gave me a new way to talk about Christ as my Savior and Lord to people that are hurting that I can literally tell other people that have tremendous losses and disappointments that God is with you and he's walking with you and he hasn't left you or forsaken you. And so my pain transformed my story and opened up doors of relationships that I would have never had otherwise ever. Mm -hmm. And that was his design. Mm -hmm. And I understand, I understand how bitterness and anger can settle in because I battled that myself. Uh, But I also see how that God is a patient father when we're hurting and he knows that we're in a time of frailty and weakness and sadness. And he nurtured my heart, Carmen, 
He strengthened my faith, just like he sent angels to sit with Jesus in the Garden Gethsemane in his, in his struggling of accepting God's will. I felt that same presence in my life in two, those first two or three years. And it's a longer journey than many people think. But but that's the ways of God and how he worked and brought. And now I share life with a man that understands all of that himself. Mm. Mm. Ladies, I hope that encourages you as you listen to that, because um, just as I have the privilege of walking, you know, some of this journey with a lot of you guys, I consider you friends. I consider you sisters. And sometimes I know it's hard for you to um, to embrace what's happening in front of you. And there's a lot of emotions that go with that. But but. If you listen to Kathy's words, and let me remind you as a friend, God does have a design, and He is He is working all things out for your good, and you are an individual that God chose in love, and an individual that He puts beside other individuals, your children, your husband, your neighbors, your church family members, and as hard as that may be to wrap our heads around sometimes, and maybe we just can't, we just have to, we just have to trust it, you know, the faith. Um, God does have an individual plan for your for your life, and He's interested that that design. He's interested in that coming to fulfillment, so that He can be glor- glorified through Amen. that. And, and friends, we want to make sure that you know, like like you said, Kathy, um, you're going to have a you're you're going to have to be responsible. You have to steward your life. And ladies, that's true for all of us. That's true for all of us. So I hope that encouraged you. You know, like it has me to say, man, it's not easy. Nothing says this is easy, but it says Jesus will do it with us. And that's the Holy Spirit living in us. So I hope that encouraged you. Kathy, um, um, friend, I, I just feel like I need to just come, um, just let you pour into me for 30 days. You know, I just, I need, I need a Kathy fix, you know, it's, it's all good. So I'm, I'm having a lot of trouble staying focused on this podcast because my mind's just jumping off. Let's just ask her this, ask her this. And it's like, stay focused. <laughs> but, um, I know because of some of the work that God is doing in your life because of your design, um, I, I couldn't end this podcast today without also asking you to give a word about what's going on in our country. Um, and, you know, as far as maybe the stance, the denomination has taken, as far as some of the racism that we're seeing, um, because you are, and some of the ladies may not know that. So I want you to share, you are serving as an officer with the SBC and you have um, um, just been part of a, a formal statement that has come out against racism. So I want, I, if, if you'll, if you'll share a little bit about that, but I also want women to see, you just shared some of the hard, hard stuff that you've walked through. But man, when you can look at somebody else's story and and see how God is using you because of some of the fire he's had you go through, it can bring just encouragement and hope for for, for the rest of us, you know, that that maybe walk in one or we have one waiting for us. So if you'll if you'll share a little bit about that. I will say this about pain and suffering as believers. One thing that distinguishes us is that we believe in a God that is in control of our lives and has a plan. And um, there was a very famous atheist that had pancreatic cancer and was near death. And he made this statement. He said, I just have this gnawing sense of waste in, you know, in his cancer and his death, you know, his pending death. He saw this as a waste, but God redeems our pain, Carmen. 
Mm-hmm. He has a purpose. He will give us the opportunity in the hardest moments of our life for us to experience him empowering us and comforting us and loving us and then showing us purpose in that. And therefore, we can turn around and give that to someone else. Because Carmen, another widow poured into me for three years in Denver, Colorado. She poured out her own journey to me and strengthened my soul so I can strengthen other people. And so we have the same opportunity and not just with believers, but with anyone. It opens up new tenderness, new compassion, new awareness that that I did not have. And so my tender heart has come through pain and suffering. And God wants us to pour that out for his glory to serve and to love people lost or save either one. So Mm -hmm. I want to say that about design. Mm -hmm. This I want to say about where we find ourselves in the country. This is a tremendously dark hour. And this took me back to my childhood when I was 11 years old during the writing of 1968. And it it just showed me that we've not made progress. We are returning to the race riots that I, that my parents were watching on television when I'm a small child, not always understanding everything. Mm-hmm. But I know this, there's a lot of controversial things out there right now. But the one thing that is not controversial, that we would bear the burdens of other people. We mm-hmm. would, the Galatians tell us that we would bear others' burdens. And as believers, there's a wide range of opinions of the people I'm talking to right here. But the one thing we need to do is to love our neighbor as ourselves and bear our brother's burdens. And we should do that in every way possible. And we should put our opinions, our the prejudices that many have been ingrained in our lives since we were children from generations before, and we should put those up against what the word of God has to say about this issue. And we need to stand, we need to take politics off the table. You cannot mix politics with the Bible and come out with a good solution. You Mm. take the word of God and love your neighbor as yourself, and all the other opinions, you talk about self-denial, we die mm-hmm. to those things, and we we yeah. love people. We give them empathy, even if we don't understand the whole picture. We You cannot really be a thinking and feeling American and not see that the black experience in America has not been what it should have been. No matter how you slice it, we've made some good inroads since the civil rights movement, but not near enough, not near enough anywhere. And so understanding empathy and honoring people's pain, Carmen, it, we need, whether we understand it all, and obviously there's some bad behaviors involved in some of this, but we need to understand at the heart, the heart of the pain of the black community in our own country and we need to give them dignity. We need to pray for them. We need to demonstrate love physically around us where it's possible. And we need to be learners of, of a history that we're very unfamiliar. I think the thing that changed my life before Rick passed away at our church at Riverside, he worked very hard on racial reconciliation more than 20 years ago. 
And so being someone that's leaned in and engaged some personal study and reading, exposed myself to history and ideas that I wasn't aware of has helped me a lot to gain more understanding and empathy. And I have a long way to go. I'm not trying to say I'm arrived, Mm -hmm. but sometimes just as white people, there's a whole history out there that we're just unaware of. And it would help us if we would understand that and lean into it. Mm. Um, you already said where my mind went. It's like talk about self-denial, you know, mm-hmm. it, and again, um, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to just give the generic answer to get us all off the hook. It's a blind spot um, because it may be a blind spot, but that's where we have to, we have to walk this together. And, and girls, you know, there's times I don't know you know, that I've got the blind spot and I'm going to need you guys to come in and, and, you know, share that with me from a good heart and in a trusted environment. And Kathy, I thought about that when you said, you know, we have to be learners. Um, Sometimes learning means that somebody who knows that loves us, that their eyes are on Jesus, not on self, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. that's part of their self-denial journey coming up to another sister and saying, I just need to point something out to you because, um, it, it is hard. It is. It, it Well, let me say this. It appears to be hard for a lot to separate, you know, politics from issues. And and Dr. Tony Evans had such a good message yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. oh, see, can I just say God is that man. I am sorry for the journey that he's had to walk. But God has just been using that man in my life for so many ways, you know, just to just to speak in. And he's another example. And you talk about losing your spouse, how, you know, how he's buried his wife recently at such a time as this, how God has just Mm -hmm. positioned him to be the person coming out of pain, just, you know, just to speak into the hard things and just so, so practical. But but his message, ladies, that is one that we need to hear, you know, um, if we would start acting like disciples of Jesus, we would be making a difference. But but um, there was a story he told in there, and I think it, I think it holds to us today, ladies, and it goes right along with Kathy's message. Um, if we're going to hang a sign out that says um, um, "I'm a disciple," then act like one when life comes at us, or you know, or when somebody comes and needs something. He shared a story of a a doctor. You know, somebody had a car accident, and his wife needed help, and he looked up, and there was a doctor's office had a sign. He knocked on the door, and the doctor said, or the man said, "What can I help you with?" And he said, "My wife's sick; she needs help." And the man said, "Well, I'm sorry, I don't practice medicine anymore." And and in the story, the the husband said, "Well, you got two choices: you either doctor." and take care of my wife and save her life or take your sign down. And isn't that the case of us so many times? You know, we want to be the disciple when it feels good. But when God's asking us to do the hard stuff, um, and sometimes hard, it's not even what it's going to cost us as much as um, I go back to your comfort. Sometimes comfort is just I'm scared because I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I don't I, I I'm well aware of what I don't know versus what I do know. Um, and, you know, and ladies, I'm speaking to myself here. You know, I hope you're encouraged in that because that's where we're going to trust that God's not going to put us somewhere that he's not going to give us the words or bring ladies, bring, bring, not just ladies, bring believers, brothers and sisters alongside us to, to, to coach us and to guide us and tell us what to say in that, in that minute. Kathy, thank you. Thank you for sharing that that with us, um, because I we would have been amiss to not go there having mm-hmm. you, you know, having you as a yeah. as a guest today. So, um, as we as we close as we close, um, Kathy, again, like I said, my mind's all over the place. Um, but something that you said um, 
we, we come in saying, what does it look like? You know, this inescapable call to, to say yes to God, meaning we're denying everything about ourselves. And that that's going to mean we have to acknowledge some of those idols in our life, um, comfort, identity, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. relationships. But we're also going to have to, you know, we're, we're going to have to deny ourselves of them, whatever that looks like in that particular season. But something you said when you referenced your um, your late husband, um, sometimes we look at things. It wasn't so much you with him, but you said sometimes we look at things and think that was a wasted life. Sometimes not only do we not want to not only do we want to steward our life well, we, we don't want somebody else to steward their life the way God would be asking mm. them to steward their life. You know, you shared how your kids were very gracious and they were in support. You know, it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. doesn't mean mm. you don't grieve. You know, it doesn't mean you don't miss your family being close. But they were in support about that. But um, but I think of, um, I, well, I, I tell you, I was driving my mother-in-law home this weekend and just a, just a dear woman, godly woman. And one of the things she told me, she said, Carmen, have you noticed how many pastors God is just bringing home recently? Mm-hmm. And, um, and obviously, yes. But I think it's because I'm in a context our eyes are open to it. And um, the question that you don't want to ask, but I think you hit on it a minute ago, was that a waste of a life? No, it was God's mm-hmm. design for that mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. But that is so hard. It's hard for me. I don't know about you, Kathy, but I think that's hard for us sometimes because whether we realize it or not, we're we're passing a judgment on how somebody or how God's asking somebody else to leverage their life also if it doesn't measure up to what we think is a yeah. fit. Yeah. You know, about about seven, eight, nine weeks after Rick died, I was getting gas. And for some reason, I was saying about the Lord's Prayer. And uh, I, I was in the car when the accident happened and somehow God pressed this thought in my heart while I was seeing in the car is that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it hit me. Rick is doing God's will in heaven right now. And I'm still doing it here. Mm-hmm. And I just, even in that moment, Carmen, I just like, Lord, let me keep doing your will because I was very fragile. I didn't, yeah. I could not trust myself how I felt or think or decisions at that point. But I just, I couldn't read, uh, not, not with any, any depth and just the, the mental and physical experience of grief just blew me away. And I, you know, I was 45, I was a younger woman, but, um, it's very physical. It's very mental. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Incrementally, you will see you return more to your old self in that way. But it, it took me a while. I'm telling you what, I had a powerful breakthrough in October of 2004, just reading my Bible one morning, and I called my roommate from college, and this is how powerful it was. She said, what's happened? You sound different. And God just gave me some hope in a couple of Psalms, and I just, uh, I was just, and I'm not saying it was over, mm-hmm. but I grieved hard. I I grieved honestly. I didn't try. I'm, I don't, I think you know me. I'm not a super dramatic person, but I'm a very authentic person. So when people would ask me how I'm doing, I would just say, I'm just kind of hanging on by my fingernails. That was the mm-hmm. most happy way I could say mm-hmm. I'm struggling, but I'm still here. But it was just right. hard and dark. And yet on that October day, there was some hope and purpose for my next steps that I just saw that day and that kind of began a new season Hmm. and nothing happened to make that happen Hmm. except just, Hmm. just being in the word that day. His duty was done, but mine was not finished. And I, I, I had to lean in and accept that. And he gave me the strength to do that. 
He did. And he Car will. Carmen, let me tell you, he will do that for you, too. He will do that for you. Thanks, Kathy. I'm trusting that. I'm, I'm trusting that. It's just that whole moment when you think, why him, not me? Like, again, you just don't realize how much blind spots. And we go right back to what's going on in our country. You know, you just don't realize, like, I'm passing a value there. You know, that's a way of me saying, well, Keith's life's more valuable than mine. Why would you? No, God doesn't look through the lens. But it helps me to see how my lens is just off a little bit there. But if it's off in that area of my life, could it be off in other areas of life too, such as valuing life, you know, and we don't even, we don't even realize it. So, but I appreciate that friend. Kathy, as we wind down, I just thank you again for spending some time with us for again, pouring into the women here in Illinois. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you for um, inviting me today, Carmen. God blessing on your ministry. Thank you. Ladies, thanks for joining us this week with our Priority Now podcast. Remember, if you're not connected with us, follow us on Facebook, Illinois Baptist Women. You can go to our webpage at IBSA backslash women and find resources to help you where God has you positioned for ministry. So have a good week and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Priority Now podcast. Please continue to join us on the journey to know Christ and make Him known.